0: to this moment, right now, right here. Right. Yeah. Oh, what is up, everybody? Happy, happy, happy 420 day. Did you get the music that time, Lev, man?
1: A little bit. Today's not Earth Day, is it?
0: It's not Earth Day. Earth Day is Saturday, but today is 420 day.
1: What is 420 Definitely. day?
0: Wait, so you really didn't get the music again?
1: Yeah. Is that like pot pot friendly or something? Huh? Is that what that is? Like cannabis like day? Um, 420 friendly, I think. I mean, I don't know. At, at
0: 420 day is like the day that you appreciate the herb, the natural herb.
1: Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if I would marijuana. hang out with my ODB guys or whatever up in the shopping center. For like, is it their day? So I didn't know. I didn't know. Listen, thankfully
0: now that that herb is is a little more widely accepted.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, there's no, it's not so demonized anymore, right? So yeah, right, I'm, I'm, I'm not, eating a sweet potato. I don't, I don't so smoke it. Be, but... This will be a special Earth Day show between the lead man and I. Sorry, yeah. I'm finishing my potato. But it, it's great to be
1: here. It's 420 day. What's going on in Lev World? It is beautiful out. And I got to be honest, when it is beautiful out, I've noticed what a difference my mood is, like yeah. how much happier I am. Yeah. Um, and I think the one thing I've gotten out of this whole winter has been mm-hmm. that uh, snow sucks and we didn't have snow once this year. And I realize now how much happier that makes me.
0: I love that it took you 49 years to realize how much you don't like snow and how much it affects your your
1: mood. It really does. And uh, I, I, you know, I know people like summer. I am definitely a spring guy. I love spring. Love spring. Sort of wish we had football in spring and not be the USFL and not the XFL. Sort of wish the NFL was in the spring. Um but it, i guess it is what it is but i just think the spring is so much it is definitely my favorite season of the year
0: that's great man spring ring you know optimism rings eternal isn't that what it is i don't know what the saying is. I, I think mean, it,
1: i think it is and
0: we'll I go think. with it but it, there is, there's 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 a great sense of hope and excitement in the spring i love the summer cuz i love the daylight and so the days are so long
1: yeah, but you know what? It gets dark. And I mean, after June 21st, anyway. So I guess what I get excited about is seeing it get lighter out, lighter and lighter out. So. You're all about the potential, the buildup. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like the delivery. Um, I'm a little more of a delivery man. But speaking <laughs> of deliveries, here's what I want to challenge everyone, all of our 1973 audience to do. Listen, it's Earth Day coming up on Saturday. And remember when they used to do that thing where everyone used to shut out their lights for an hour? Do you remember that? uh i
1: think back in the 70s Jimmy- no no
0: no this was recently this was like when um this is before i had my first child but um anyway i challenge everyone to do something good for the earth whether that is take a bike ride instead of using your car or just maybe picking up a piece of trash yeah outside or uh, maybe making a donation to an organization that, that helps. Sorry, my dog just got in here and his fat ass just moved my whole desk because he laid down next to it. Um, or if it's making a, a, a donation to an organization that helps fight uh, climate change and uh, sustainability, that uh, anything that you can do, please do it because we need
1: it. This planet I, needs it. I'll just leave it. It's interesting. Probably the next car that I buy will probably yeah. be an electric vehicle, which is pretty interesting, if you think about that, you know?
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that, too, because I'm kind of, I'm I'm almost paid off on my car right now. And, um, yeah, I'm thinking, will my next one be an electric?
1: I Hopefully, they'll become more that. and more affordable. I don't think, yeah, they got to get more affordable. And that's what I think is so sad for a lot of people is, like, how can you force people to give up gas-powered vehicles and you don't give them an option that's affordable?
0: A true, yeah, a true affordable option, right? And yep. then there's all these regulations that are, uh, I guess, the way that you can power up at a uh, public uh, facility to get um, to to recharge your battery. And are are be, I can't think that the gas stations are going to
1: I can't think that the gas stations are going to be too happy about losing customers. So I'm thinking they're probably gonna have power stations at their stations.
0: Yeah, that would be good. Uh I don't know. They should like they should tie in more commerce to powering up stations. You know, so like you go into a drive-in movie theater yeah. and you power up your car, right? While yeah. you're there. Like they should have different activities that you can do while you're powering up your car. So take that idea, Lev. Make go make millions. And then buy us a radio station and put us on because we deserve primetime, especially with it. this start to this show.
1: Yeah. And and again, uh, for those of you who are looking for uh, daytime anchors for a drive time program, <laughs> uh, since I will be looking for a new job in the near future, I am happy to be putting my hat out there saying I would love to be your new drive time host.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, that's look, Get get on board with the Levman and Ross J, and we'll we'll make magic for you. But speaking of make, making magic, the Philadelphia 76ers – actually, before I get into that, I forgot to tell you about this. Do you know what today is, outside of being 420-day – Soon to be our day. – day of smoking dope? Yeah. What is today? You got me. All right. Seven years ago to this day – was the day that the Philadelphia Eagles made a deal with the Cleveland Browns to move up and select Mr. Carson Wentz. They they made that deal to get up to number two, and today is the seven. Isn't it crazy in seven years how much has happened?
1: Yeah, and – yeah, yeah. no, I mean, I'm just thinking about – because obviously there's a couple things I want to talk about is Eagles – because if you remember last week, we said we do draft. There's a big contract that was signed uh, the last couple of days. And it's interesting because they did sign Carson Wentz to a franchise deal. Right and now we have a second deal. We And, yeah, I mean, that's – and Carson Wentz is maybe a backup this year or not even?
0: I, no, he's, he's probably a backup. But, uh, you know – it's crazy. The fall of Carson Wentz has been remarkable. I mean, the only thing like that I see that is as swift as that, ironically, is the fall of one Ben Simmons.
1: I think Baker Mayfield has also fallen off the cliff pretty quick. but uh, That's fair. That's but, fair. But not, not but obviously. Just... And Ben Simmons, I mean, basically was sent home packing. I think Ben Simmons got two more years left on his contract, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, but the thing with Wentz is though, uh, Baker, did he ever reach that the the level
1: that Carson? No, I mean Carson had in his second year an MVP caliber year. Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. Carson Wentz is what twenty nine years old now.
0: Yeah, I think that's about right, which is wild. But he was older. He was like twenty four when they drafted him. I think he was an older. Oh,
1: okay, so then he would be. I mean, I. You know, no, Maybe remember,
0: he was 23 when they drafted him. I
1: game. remember I went to the movies the night that he, I guess, injured his knee in the Rams game and saying, oh, my God, what happened to our season? <laughs> I mean, and think about that. That's only 2017 that season. And for him to go from where he was, which was thought to be the next, the greatest franchise quarterback in Eagles history to where he is now. Shocking. Yeah. And now, you know, although Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is probably up there with Donovan McNabb and he's only played 3 seasons in the league. I mean, that's crazy if you think about it. And, and you know, no one wants to give Donovan love, but remember, number 5, we we'll always love you. That's right.
0: Uh Carson Wentz is 30 years old. Isn't that wild? But that's not old though, you know. I mean, No, but but I I think for someone who's it seems like he should be younger than that, but to me, but, you know, he was, I think, like I said, 23 when he was drafted. So that would make sense seven years ago. Uh, what's on your shirt, first of all? What are those prints?
1: I think they're like, uh, they're blue and orange. Like, looks are like they a lightning surfboard. bolts or
0: something. What is that?
1: Looks like a surfboard, I think.
0: Oh, nice. I like that, man. It was it's another
1: Costco that. purchase.
0: That's a good look for you. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, we're all over the board as as we are. Yeah, well, early.
1: let's – let's here's – let, let me steer – let me let me, let
0: me me level set for everyone. We're not going to do the draft today. We don't have time. Well, okay, we'll, we'll do a little well, bit of the draft, but we'll, 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 why don't we set up our draft show, Miss Levman, for early next week because the draft starts on Thursday.
1: Can early I script week. it? Can I script it so we're organized or not? Yes,
0: but can we agree on a date for early next week? I don't want to record on Wednesday – like you like to do. And then I blather all this stuff out there about the draft. And then the- when is
1: the draft? Is it Thursday?
0: Starts Thursday. It's Thursday okay, night. So is we'll do eight. it
1: earlier in the week. Yeah.
0: So Thursday we got round one and then Friday round two and then Saturday and
1: Saturday. It's- I know you're an NFL draft junkie. But yeah. that first night is like the most painful experience because it's almost four hours to do one round, which is absolutely ridiculous Yeah, They take 15 minutes between picks. That's one thing. I know people, I know you get into it and and such. And I think it's because you know the players. And since most of us do not, in this area, follow college football in the way you do in the SEC, we don't know these guys. So we don't get pumped about it. I mean, and it's interesting. If they did go and take a running back, I actually think that would get more of us older folks excited because... It hasn't been done in so long in the NFL that you would, you know, or at least an Eagle that they they have, though, tended to take. They took Miles Sanders early second round, right? Yes, not early. I mean, mid, midway mid, second, mid second round. Mid-second round, I think in the 50s. So it would be interesting if they used that 30th pick for uh, a running back. I think I heard the Alabama guy's name bantered around. So, I mean, that would be interesting. But sometimes I think the draft – I get excited about the NBA draft just because it's a shorter time period, too.
0: Yeah, actually, I think the NFL, I may be mistaken, I think the NFL reduced the time between picks to 10 minutes. So, okay,
1: that, that would be a good thing, man.
0: Yeah, they and, I, reduced it. And so, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of excitement. You mentioned Jamar Gibbs was is a running back from Alabama, and he is lethal. If If he's there at 30, I'd feel plenty fine taking him at 30. The Eagles are not going to take Bijan Rondo at 10 or B. John Robinson at 10.
1: Uh, it's just not happening. They're not how he's like, I think they're going to trade that pick. I just think they're going to, it makes sense that they trade backwards.
0: And they I agree. Pick you're, up you're, another
1: pick and then a pick for next year too.
0: Yeah. They're going to trade one of those picks for sure. Um, and it's all going to be about the quarterback. So, you know, now it seems like, well, maybe C.J. Stroud is sliding a little bit, and Bryce Young does seem to be locked in as the number one. Charlotte's saying that they haven't decided who they're taking yet. Uh, it does seem like it's going to be Bryce, but a lot of rumors that you're hearing is uh, C.J. Stroud could slide out of the top four uh, or go to Indy at four, rather, mm-hmm. um, which before that was never thought to be the case. And then you have Anthony Richardson and well Will Levis um, from Kentucky the man who eats bananas with peels on them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so these guys, like, if you're an Eagles fan, you want more quarterbacks in the first 10 picks because it's going to push more quality, high-quality players down. Uh, I, I will give you next week the five players. I'm already starting to ruminate on it, and I have a few players.
1: got to stop with the ruminations there. Ruminations nope. are never good.
0: Rumi- well, I am ruminating on who the Eagles are going to take uh, I'm gonna give you my five pack, like I've done the last two years, and yeah. I'll, I'll do that next week. Little teaser, um, but Bijan Robinson will not be in that group. Uh, okay. I think it is going to be, uh, and this is it, it's interesting because I I thought a lot about our conversations about uh, hey the Eagles were definitely going to go defensive back with their first pick. For me, it's going to come down to um, offensive line, defensive line that that that's that's my tell for what it's going to be with the first pick
1: and that's generally what they've done in the past going back to the Andy Reid era always right. offensive and D line um I did want to so I Rich is in uh Austin and we were talking Phillies and um he did put I we did Bryson Stott have like this consecutive hitting streak or something
0: still got it going he's in uh, 19 games I believe
1: Nineteen games, so that's uh, not quite up there with the Pete Rose, it uh, <laughs> forty-four games. But
0: uh, and Jimmy you know, Rollins, remember when Jimmy Rollins hit? Jimmy um, Rollins had how many? There, I think it was thirty-six.
1: So I guess that would be the team record. Yeah,
0: yeah. Pete. So Pete was on the Reds when he did that. The forty 40- he was
1: he did, and then I guess fifty-six games was Joe. Joe, Joe DeMar- yeah. Joe. So, yeah, and you're right, Pete Rose was on the Reds. So, I think Jimmy Rollins has got the team lead for that. So, I mean, I know we're not going to talk much about Phillies, but they split this, they split the doubleheader with the White Sox, which again, I think is the stupidest name, nickname in (laughs) professional baseball. Because I never
0: knew you felt that way, man. What the hell
1: is a White Sox? I mean, is it plural? Is it singular? I mean, what is it? And at least if you're going to be a Red Sox, you have a color. I mean, it's a White sock.
0: That's interesting, man. I've never heard you uh, make that point before. But you know the White Sox, though, you got to respect the White Sox playing in shorts in the 80s. Yes.
1: With right? Lamar, Lamar Hoyt. Lamar Hoyt.
0: Was Harold Baines on that squad too? Harold Baines
1: was on that squad before he mm-hmm. ended up with the A's. Uh, even Carlton Fisk was in that 83 series Uh, But they didn't have the shorts in 83. I think they, I think the shorts ended in 82,
0: 81.
1: You know, they went, they had the blue, red and white jerseys, you know, and they had interesting jerseys. But I remember when they went to black and white, it was like the biggest deal in the world in the sports merchandising realm that people started sporting around Chicago White Sox memorabilia sports stuff like it was the closest thing to the Oakland Raiders or the LA Raiders back in the early nineties when Jack McDowell was sporting his pinstripes. Do you remember that? Like no one yeah. would have had White Sox gear in the 80s. But once they changed those uniforms in like 90, Frank Thomas came around, it was the biggest deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, I do remember that. And what's interesting is when you look at the landscape of sports back then right you had like you mentioned you mentioned the raiders and the flyers have some black but they were always orange it was the their primary kings. color right? the la
1: kings had the black too
0: well the- yeah but the la kings remember they were they were purpling and, and gold for a like while the lakers like the lakers
1: yeah. cuz i think jack kent cook originally owned the lakers before se- selling them to jerry Buss, and he also owned the kings for a time so yep. that was why they you know had the same colors and and when they switched, the I mean, they they their merchandise sales went up great too, and it's the same reason why people were sporting San Antonio Spurs gear. Yeah. Now uh, Brooklyn, I mean, that's the reason why the Brooklyn Nets changed their colors. Although I like their old uniforms better, to be honest.
0: Do you? I kind of like the black and white, to be honest. I, I think they're. I,
1: I love their blue red. I love their retro uniforms from the seventies. Uh, my nephew, uh, and we can get into the Sixers. Uh, After the Phillies, he works for the Nets, and I was just like, you got to get one of those retro jerseys because they are so damn cool, the Nets, where they have the – I guess it's the – is it the red on the side and the blue? Yeah. Like back in – they had – I guess back in the 90s, they did the 70s retro uniforms as their alternative jersey, and that was what they were sporting back in the 70s with Dr. J. Yeah.
0: And Derek Coleman in the '90s for the Nets. Remember when they had the um? And then was it Drazen Petrovic who died? Drazen
1: Petrovic, yeah, that
0: was tragically. Yep, yep. I remember when that. Happened. That was a sad day, man. Um, I I also want to add in uh, we're all over the board. I just want to one one more thing in football, and then we can close the book on football. And then again next week, tune in for the uh, NFL draft preview show. It'll be a spectacular. I'll break people down. Stravaganza. Stravaganza. Um, Jalen Hurts, new contract. Yes.
1: Uh, yes. Record-breaking contract in the NFL for the time being. I guess over the long term, he's getting more than Deshaun Watson. It's just not guaranteed. It's, I think it's like $179 million guaranteed over five years, though.
0: Right. Deshaun's was $240 million, I think, guaranteed. I think his whole contract
1: was guaranteed. So, right.
0: it, yeah,
1: Jalen was two fifty-five over five years, but only hundred set only one hundred seventy-nine million guaranteed. In the first, uh three years of that deal, actually,
0: are quite favorable for the Eagles. So the Eagles have three, and and I think what Howie's banking on is two things. One is that that contract is definitely backloaded. I think what's going to happen is is if I'm predicting, I think. The Eagles will continue to build around, and this is Howie, to me, if this is what happens, it's a master master class in doing this. Hopefully it turns out that way. They're going to be able to still maneuver for the first three years of the contract, and guess what they're going to do? He gets a five-year deal. How old is Jalen Hurts? He's going to be 29 at the end of this deal. At the end of this deal. Do you think Howie approaches him in his year 27, when he's 27, and says, hey, Ah, hey, um, Jalen, let's rip up these last two years of your contract. Let's renegotiate a longer term deal that keeps you here through the rest of your career. Which, and, and, up, which right, freeze, exactly freeze up some money for us. So that's exactly what I think is going on here. Um it's uh yeah, I think it's a it's a win win. It's a it's a you know, look, I mean the it's crazy. He's making less in his first, I maybe is less than his in his first two years than Carson Wentz made in one year of that contract. So it looks like how we learned, uh, he is the first player in history of the Philadelphia Eagles to have a no trade clause in his deal. So that's very interesting. They're, they're wed to each other. And again, if you're tying your, hitching your wagon to someone, I think Jalen is the, is, is a great guy to do that too. He's a leader.
1: I mean, we, we haven't had a leader at the quarterback position Donovan McNabb didn't strike us as being a leader. We loved Randall, but I don't think Randall would say stuff like this. I mean, I don't know. I it's been thirty something years ago. I don't remember the Randall Cunningham show. Him talking with Don Burke was it? Don Burke was his. Don Burke. Don Burke. I don't remember him saying like, "Yeah, I just got into the hot tub with Whitney Houston, and we're gonna really (laughs) go out there." And because that was wasn't that wasn't that a rumor? Like he was going yeah, to man. Whitney back in the eighties. He and Whitney. Yeah, that's he right. And Whitney yeah. and the guy from Silver Spoons who Whitney appeared on an episode of Silver Spoons. Oh, that's right. Holy smokes. You're, you're I, I have I am the connoisseur of useless information, but
0: you, you all, brought your A game today, Lev, man. I'll yeah, tell you I what. Did. I this did. is a show of shows. Uh you know, with the Eagles, I just want to say one other thing and then we'll we'll I'll I'll finally move off of it. Is um it's what what's gonna also be interesting is they are going to have to do so the, the Eagles they've been, um, they're going to have to extend, um, my boy this the Slim Reaper the,
1: uh, uh,
0: next year after next year okay. so yeah Devonte you have to keep him in, um and. So that's something else to just kind of keep in mind from the bird salary cap situation. Um, But they need these drafts to really stack the chips and get some, identify some young talent. And they have to hit on this young talent. And so I think that that's going to be really, really important, um, you know, from from that side. And then I also like, by the way, Jalen Hurts is the highest paid quarterback today. Do you want to take a bet with me right now? And and say that Jalen Hurts by the time the season begins or even training camp begins, I get, I bet you will not be the highest. Oh, that, there's
1: quarterback. three quarterbacks right behind him. It's Joe Herbert or Joe Burrow's, Justin Herbert, and the Lamar. The the drama of Lamar Jackson, in which especially right. he had this deal on the, he had the Jalen Hurts deal on the table already, or he might have even had more than Jalen Hurts on the table, and right. He just wants everything guaranteed. Which, why would you, why would you do that? Considering the Cleveland Browns have been a stupid organization, and no one's willing to give them that. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. Besides the fact they gave the money to uh, a disgusting human being in, in the name of Deshaun Watson, but yeah,
0: yeah, right. And then uh, you know you got Odell Beckham who signed with the Ravens, right. Uh, Past Although week. that was
1: a money sign for Odell. I don't think he cares one bit if right. it's him or the other guy. Who's the other guy? Was this guy a Tennessee quarterback? University of Tennessee, the, the guy that's the backup? Oh, uh, Snoop Huntley.
0: No, no. I, I don't think – I I don't know if he was a Tennessee guy, but uh, he somehow made the Pro Bowl, which blew my mind, but um, I huh. just to show you what the Pro Bowl is about. But apparently – he said, uh, Lamar said, I want Hopkins and I want uh, Beckham as my receivers, and then I'll resign.
1: sign Well,
0: they got Beckham, but, um, they, you know, I don't know that they're going to get Hoskin- Hopkins even though he wants to be traded. Uh, but anyway, let's move on to – Yeah, well, I did baseball. want to say with the Phillies oh, – quick, yeah. quick baseball note. Quick baseball note. Did you yeah. hear the news that the Oakland A's are officially – they have purchased land in Las Vegas and they are going to move officially?
1: So – When is that going to happen? Will they be playing at uh, the AAA stadium next year? Because that was one thing that I had heard that maybe they would, they can draw 11,000 at that stadium. Uh, Which is about what
0: they probably draw now, right? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, why wouldn't you just move to the minor league stadium split time? And I think it's in, I think it's called Cushman field or something or no, it's aviator park is the name of the AAA team. Because the A's AAA team is actually in Las Vegas. So why not play there for a couple of years, get the same attendance? You're going to start to draw 5,000 people in Oakland now. Why not play there for a couple of years, which is what I think they were talking about. And then I guess they're building a new stadium uh, in Las Vegas. I have mixed feelings about that. I I don't know if I told you, I am fascinated by stadium construction. Mm -hmm. I've been following the Oakland situation for maybe 10 years now. I really literally have. Okay, and This is an obsession of mine. Um, the two stadium situations are obviously Oakland, the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay uh, Rays. And Tampa Bay, it sounds like they are going to be redeveloping the area around uh, Tropicana Field and building a new stadium there with mixed use in the area. So although they wanted to end up in Tampa It sounds like Tampa Bay, the Rays are going to stay in St. Petersburg. And then the other situation was what was happening with Oakland. And I think the deal with Oakland was they were waiving the relocation fee. So they basically were saying, you can move to Las Vegas. That was one of the markets they targeted. Las Vegas is a very tough place to sell tickets. You can sell tickets to the Raiders for eight games a year. Even the, even the, the, the Knights do well there. But I'm wondering... How well um, Oakland will do, the A's will do 81 games a year. I just think that's going to be a stretch. Um, I think that's – that. I agree. I mean, I I think Portland would have been a much better market. But I have a feeling now that he was holding back uh, Manfred on expansion to get these two two teams resolved. And I think what they're going to do is then they're going to probably eye Nashville and – I guess it works out for Portland in a sense because Portland will probably go after an expansion franchise. Um, so um, when
0: when did uh, Manford talk about expansion? Like how far away? He are said there-
1: he's been talking about it for years. He just said that I, we've got to get Oakland and Tampa resolved. And got it. And I think that the St. Petersburg situation is already resolved on the uh, the Rays. On the Rays front. And this Vegas situation, you know, now you have three major sports franchises in Vegas. And, you know, Vegas is also going after an NBA team, too. Um, The people that redid the Seattle arena are building a new uh, arena. For some reason, they need another NBA-ready arena in in Vegas now. They're building another one. In Vegas? Yeah. So the trouble center is not enough. They're putting another one. I mean, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm wondering, so how they get away with this stuff in Vegas is – They pass off all the costs onto tourists. um, And at a certain point, I'm not a big Vegas fan anyways. I think I've told you that I I don't really like Las Vegas, Um, but um, I don't know if it's going to be a very good baseball town. Their minor league stadium has been voted like the best minor league stadium in baseball, minor league baseball. So really? Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly it's the concessions are affordable it's got a great atmosphere. I'm sure at 120 degrees, you want to be there in the summer outside. They are going to build a a dome stadium, from what I understand.
0: Well, the stadium is apparently, I read, it's a 1.5 billion dollar yeah. stadium that's going to be right, right uh, on the edge of the strip or outside the strip. I I I got to be honest with you. I don't. I hate that Vegas is getting all this stuff and like teams, cities like Oakland and
1: i even think portland portland would be a great market for baseball i just really think
0: right and seattle for for basketball i mean there's so many i think there's so many markets that like you know i think nashville could could field a baseball team i mean it's just yeah it's
1: just a much better a much better community also to support baseball
0: right right i just think like you know within the span of what like five years, Las Vegas will have a hockey team. Uh, you're saying potentially a basketball team. They do have the NBA
1: uh, Las Vegas Aces too.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's, it's insane. So uh, that's, I, I just don't like it. And there's enough to do in Vegas. You know, you don't there need is,
1: There is, but I mean, the Raiders draw and you know how the Raiders draw because all their opponents, fans come there. Right. Know, Cause they want to have the big weekend. And yeah. you know, Vegas is the only place where there's a strip club right next to the the football stadium to Allegiant Allegiance Field or Allegiance Stadium.
0: Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe some other city will use that as their inspiration. But uh, uh, But let's talk, let's talk a little uh Phillies.
1: Yeah. About baseball. So how are the Phillies doing? I mean they they split that doubleheader with the White Sox. They're coming back. Are they home this weekend? Uh, they're home. They're playing. They had played Cincy. They had a series against Cincy. Right. Um, and then I guess the White Sox, right? So they're coming home after two series away. Yeah. They're playing the Rockies
0: at home. And then they play the Mariners at home, which, again, with interleague play, that's fun. I would, I would, if it were me in Philly, I'd go see the Mariners because that's a team. That's on the rise. Yeah. And I think they might actually have a
1: business person special next week too with that.
0: You should go check that out. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun, man. Go go see a Mariners game like you've never seen the
1: Mariners, have you? I don't think I've ever seen the Mariners. And I don't think many people here. The only so I saw in the interleague, I saw the Tigers, which actually I thought was interesting when I saw the Tigers. Cuz how often are you going to see the Tigers come into Citizens Bank Park? I mean yep. yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
0: But the Tigers have that history, like Sweet Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell. Alan and Trammell, yeah, and Larry Hammer and Larry Hank Herndon,
1: Larry Herndon, Daryl
0: Herndon, Hicks. Hammer and Hank Goldberg. Are you kidding me? Yeah, 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 Back in the day, um, But um Willie Hernandez, former former uh, Philly, and then a also a closer for the Tigers. Um, but uh, here a couple interesting notes with the Phillies. Um, I don't know how, much, or how how many of their games you've been able to see, but it does look like Jose Alvarado has been fantastic for them. He, uh, I'm going to jinx him right now. He hasn't walked a batter this season yet. Uh-huh. That's insane. 19 strikeouts, no walks. Like that. That's for a guy who came up with control problem, problems and a guy who throws every bit of 100, 101. That's amazing. He hasn't issued a walk yet. And it looks like he has moved into the closer role, taking over from Kimbrell yesterday. Kimbrell set up Alvarado, um, so that was that's encouraging to see that. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Sir Anthony Dominguez. He has just has not been himself uh, this year, so not sure what's going on there. But you know, the Phils they're getting by. Um, they have they open their set this tonight with the Rockies. And uh, Matt Strom takes the mound, and he's actually been pretty good for them. Uh, like I mentioned last week, the, the Phillies' bottom half of their pitching staff hasn't been terrible. That's not what's been letting them down. It's the mental mistakes. Bailey, um,
1: Bailey's continued to do well this year.
0: Yeah, Bailey's been okay. It's those mental mistakes. Um, and, you know, it it's the bullpen will have an implosion or, you know, the starters, you know, Wheeler has looked a little bit better, but Nolan Wheeler just have not looked great so far. So Wheeler looked pretty impressive his last go out. So hopefully he's turning the corner. And Nola is traditionally a pretty slow starter from, from what I remember. So maybe there is some hope there um, that he can turn it around. We know that he's having uh, – he's a very deliberate worker, so we know that he's having, um, you know, some adjustments to this new pitch clock situation. But uh, you know, that's where the Phil's are. They stand six games out of first. I think last week when we spoke, they were four and a half out of first. Um, they're eight and eleven, so their records are a little bit better. Um
1: and then you it was get week. over 500 this weekend, part of next week.
0: They should. You're absolutely right. They should. So I think as long as they don't let the Braves run away with the division, um they'll be fine. They obviously Uh, need to stay close to the mets but even the marlins are ahead of the phillies right now
1: i heard an interesting trade rumor today oh well i heard that the angels will be making some moves or so would you be interested in putting a package together for a mike trout because obviously if you're a an angels they're going to try and get rid of uh i guess it's uh
0: Sure.
1: Well, sh- Shohei, huh? but also they're, uh,
0: they're going to get rid of him too.
1: Oh, I mean, he's he's going to be free agent at the end of the season if he has no intention of coming back. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you try and make a deal? And obviously, you know, when you think of someone like Otani, you know, you think of two teams. You think of the Dodgers and the Yankees is the two teams that would be interested. But if you could put together a package for Mike Trout, remember he's going to be carrying a large contract with him if you were willing to eat up most of that cost of that contract would you be willing to bring him in or is he as your center fielder right I guess he is your center fielder he would be your center fielder
0: yeah he would be your center fielder um he's almost 30 right he is 30 he is 30 I mean that's why I gave a little bit of pause and he's had some back problems um and and listen but he is a Philly
1: guy he's a South Jersey
0: guy South Jersey native Um, South Jersey native Eagles and super I, fan I, I love Mike Trout. um and I, I I think we put too much of an onus on prospects. remember Sixto uh Sixto Sanchez in yeah. the JR, JT Real Muto deal We were so afraid to give him up and he looked awesome and then his arm like blew up and I don't even know what he's doing anymore. so um you know the Phillies Valley remember Don Brown he was untradeable for a long time. Kyle Drabeck. You know, these are some of the names that we've fallen in love with over the years. Now, the flip side of that coin is we've also developed Cole Hamels, Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, um, you know, you, Shane Victorino, who we plucked off uh, as a Rule 5 waiver. So, you know, we have we have developed some talent. Uh, Bryson Stott was a prospect. Um, uh-huh. Was a prospect. So we do develop some prospects. Um, I don't know. I I like if you would ask me this two years ago, I, I clearly would have jumped at this. I had thirty. Ugh,
1: I just don't know. You're gonna I, pause. I mean, You're gonna pause on it.
0: Think I'm, about. I'm not saying no, and I'm not saying yes. About because that.
1: that'll be a trade deadline move, and it's interesting because Otani and his name are going to be thrown about because the Angels are all over the place with regards to you know I think they were talking about a change of ownership. They can't seem to get a new stadium built. I mean, there's a lot going on there in Anaheim. Um, the team has done nothing in years. I think Mike Trout's been to the playoffs once in his career. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, you know, they spent a lot of money. They haven't been able to get it anywhere. Um, so, yeah. So they're only three games out of first, though. I mean, you know, but I'm know. talking about over the course. The fight, fact that Mike Trout has been to the playoffs once in his career. And yeah. some would say that Mike Trout – was the face of Major League Baseball the last decade. And the major problem was that your most marketable star was playing in Anaheim and the team was never in the playoffs. Right. I mean, you had A-Rod in, in the Bronx, you had A-Rod, but you had Mike Trout who was the best player in the teens and part of the 20s and uh, he's never in the the playoffs.
0: Mike Trout is 31 years old, my friend. He turns 32 this year. Does that change anything for you? Yeah, that
1: does. It changes a lot. Yeah. And I, I think, think he's got probably what, another six years left on his deal? Uh yeah, I mean, he's 37.
0: Um when the deal ends. No, sorry, sorry. His salary is 37 million. Uh um, oh, well,
1: I mean, John Middleton, I mean, that's not really a problem anymore. I mean, he said no. that we're gonna we're gonna put it together and you if you think about your team, your key component players are all in their early 30s at this point.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Middleton, that's the beauty of having an owner like Middleton. He doesn't care about that stuff. All right. So Trout's contract is through 2030, his 38-year-old season. And he will be making $35 million a year every year from now until
1: 2030. That's a lot. That's a lot.
0: Yeah, that is a lot of cash. Now you have to expect that. Hey, uh, maybe the salary cap, uh, maybe that hard cap goes up a little bit, or the luxury tax tax tax. God, I can't speak. Uh, goes up a little bit, so maybe that'll be a little bit of relief. Again, money hasn't been an issue. My concern is where he is. He'll be this will. He'll be thirty-two this year, and he has had some injuries. But man, I, he
1: would you do he, it for a World Series title though? <laughs> I probably you would. you got to look would. at that lineup. How great that lineup would be!
0: Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. I I'd be I'd be as excited about his hitting prowess as his defensive prowess, though, because our corner outfielders are not very good.
1: I do have an appointment at two, so I wanted to talk ten minutes of straight Sixers talk. Can we do Let's that? Let's do it. All right, come on, Sixers. Sixers up two zero. Last week we had B Mart. I am actually going to be watching the game with BMAR tonight, so I'm excited. Um, so there's a lot of positive Sixers vibes going on there. Yep. Sixers, great in game one, had a tough first half in game two, but then came back in the second half and I think held Brooklyn to, what, 30-something points in the second half? I yeah. mean, this team, this team looks great. And, you know, part of me puts the pause on because we say, oh, we got the Boston Celtics ahead of us who I don't think are going to have much of a problem in their series either against your Atlanta Hawks. Um, and so so I have to feel good about tonight against Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why we shouldn't feel good about tonight against Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, we should. They've, they've played great. And even when they played poorly in game two, they, you know, the the – the issue was um, they were only down five at halftime, and they played horribly. Not yeah. horribly, they 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 were sloppy in that in that first half of game two. Um, I like the way that they have stayed together, and and I have been a big Doc detractor, but I will give Doc credit. I like. I read the article. I don't know if you saw it last week. Least no. likely
1: to want to play with them with the coach.
0: No, 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 no. It was that Harden. And Doc sat down and figured out a lineup, a non-Joel lineup that could work best to suit Harden's skills, um, and that's what they tried to do. They they've constructed the second team and With B-ball Paul Reed. B-ball Paul has been leading the way, and that was a big thing for Harden because Harden wanted uh, Harold, but you know I guess uh, Doc had to talk him into B-ball Paul, which is shocking because I, I felt like Doc did not like B-ball Paul.
1: Evil um, Paul is, uh, you know, he's finally learned the system. It seems like, or maybe he did know the system, and they just never wanted to give him a chance, or something like that.
0: Well, he still makes some knucklehead plays if you watch. I mean, he 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 is a little bit maddening. I just am in love with his athletic prowess. He's he's, I he's the most athletic guy that we have on that court. Um, McDaniel has been such a that was such a good trade that they made. Dybala bringing him in. He's just another long defensive guy who can do a lot of things and can shoot more consistently than Thiebel could from outside. Um, I love his combination, and I love having him and uh, Melton and Maxi and Paul Reed on the court uh, at the same time with Harden because that's a team that can get, get out and run, and then you have athleticism at all three levels, right? So you have Melton, who's 6'2", but who plays like he's 6'7", and then you have McDaniel, who actually is six seven and has those long arms and can play. And they got B-ball Paul, who's what six eight, six nine in the center.
1: And Georgie, Georgie plays with him, and and, and maybe them. maybe with the five, the five reserves. Daniel House a little bit. So it looks like they've got about a nine ten man rotation right now.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen. Did House has he gotten any playoff time?
1: I don't know. So maybe they've gone with a nine man. House
0: has been on house arrest in the playoffs.
1: Dude. Yes. <laughs> Dude. Thank
0: you. Don't forget to tip your weight. Um, but you look at like house and like on Harold and I was excited when they signed Harold. Um, man, these guys just haven't worked out. Have they these old rockets? I mean, PJ has been pretty good, but yeah. but these old rockets just have not worked out so well.
1: Yeah. But you know what? PJ has worked out well defensively and, um uh again you were and super right i remember going back to the draft about trading that pick and yeah d'anthony melton you got so it
0: after watching the sixers first two games we made predictions
1: i, I think really- i did i say five i think i said five i said five
0: i think train said five i think we all unit do you feel good about five or do you think it's, i think
1: the i think brooklyn will probably win game four
0: yeah, I agree. I think probably. It just
1: seems like it always sort of follows a, a trend in basketball, that first round series. Um, okay. And, you know, what's great is that they've had the local broadcast, so I've been able to see Kate and Allah. Yeah. Because Train said they weren't going
0: to have the local broadcast. They are,
1: though. And God knows local radio, the big brouhaha going on here is Dr. J's comments about Joel. Wait, what do he
0: say now? Why
1: does he right? hate Joel? So I don't know much? if this was in the past that he, like, falls too much and he's not in shape enough. And so there's a lot of Dr. J hate going on in the Philadelphia area right now.
0: Let me ask you something, and this would be interesting because we've never seen this from Doc, but why why, why does he not like lo- – it seems like he does not like Joel. He didn't vote for him as MVP last year. Like, what, what's all this hate about?
1: I think could it be that he's a little jealous of the exposure the doc, uh, that Joel is getting, uh, he has the social media presence or has had it in the past. And, you know, I mean, I don't understand it and I am looking at my clock. I got four minutes. Yeah. Might well, not AI, be to... was,
0: AI was a bigger, bigger, you know, AI was, was huge. And he was in between the time of doc and you, you know, like Barkley was here. There've been some stars that we've had, you know, um, uh Andrew Bynum was here. we've had some superstars <laughs> bowling here. incident that's right. Isaiah Cannon we've had some big stars in Philly, and I Make don't know why his, his hate is taking out being taken out on uh you know on Joel,
1: yeah, and I don't get it. you know, I think Joel is the best center in the league. He's obviously going to be the MVP this year, and what can we what can't you not? be happy about with Joel Embiid. And he's brought me joy this year. Um, yeah, he's brought me a lot of joy this year. And, you know, yeah, it's yeah. been a it's been an interesting year. This team has won 54 regular season games. That's the most since 2001, uh, 2000, 2001 season. I mean, what can't you be happy about with this team? I mean, I understand going into the season, I said this is the most talented Sixers team since the 1983 season. I remember making yeah. that boast. Maybe I was a little bit uh, delusional, but but you know, let's get to next week when we do this show because I have a feeling by the time we do this show next week, if it's a it's a playoff preview, uh, a draft special, I have a fact that we're going to be able to do a Boston Sixers preview next week too.
0: Wow, double
1: shows next week, huh? You're it, already something like on. that. I mean, we might have to because. I'm thinking if it lines up this way, I think that the second series will start next weekend. So mm-hmm. we we definitely need to get some basketball gurus on um, to break the Caesar series down, because I think the Celtics are probably going to sweep Atlanta or beat them in 5-2. So I think next weekend we're Boston-Philly.
0: Yeah, I mean – Atlanta is not putting up much of fight, although I do think they're still going to get one in Atlanta. Call me crazy. I think Atlanta gets one in Atlanta. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. It's going to be a fun ride. Uh, it is. This is as good a chance as we have had during the Joel experience. And, you know, I mean, what's going to happen? Who knows? Who knows? I'm looking forward to Sixers Celtics. I don't know that we can beat Boston, but we'll worry about that when the
1: time comes. Hey, have an awesome weekend. Thank you. you Oh, were you waiting for me to say it back to you? Yeah, well, I was hoping. Okay.
0: Well, have an awesome weekend. Wear that shirt. I like that shirt.
1: And cue the music, my friend. Happy Earth Day. Happy Earth Day. Come on.